ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. Good morning. It is time to get up with Patrick the Great. You'll hear the one thing Mr. Mahomes said yesterday that should scare absolutely everyone in the league. Meanwhile, the agony will point out all the ways the Niners gave this one away and point the finger of blame in just one place. Plus, oh my goodness, with the Bears now officially on the clock, might they actually do one thing that no one is expecting? We've got all that and a whole lot more. Let's do it. We got a blizzard, people. It is a delight to be here. If you're someplace where it's snowing, put your feet up. We got a great show. Graziano back from Vegas. The guys are back as well. We'll get to all the football, but hold everything. Mm. Did you see what Victor Wembanyama did last night? Gotta show you the. And, and Nick, first of all, how about the outfit? Oh, he looked like a supervillain. He thought he called Spider-Man, and he plays like one too. First of all, watch this. Receive oh. it. <laughs> that is over Jakob Pertl, who, by the way, is seven feet tall. Oh my God! Watch on the defensive end. I remind you, the guy he's guarding is seven feet tall. He makes him look like a small child <laughs> with that block there. And we had six blocks in the third quarter alone. Boom, that one there on Scotty Barnes. Oh, God. And, and, and getting a break going, and then here comes another one from Scotty Barnes going to get it again. Neat. Oh, this is craziness. Six blocks in the third. Now, here comes the best one of them all. We're seven minutes to go in the fourth. Wembenyama, one block away from a triple-double. Watch this. Oh! Now, stay with the play. That was his 10th block, by the way. Now, we're going to stay with the play here. We're going to go three point. No, that's no good. Watch this pass. Watch the pass. Oh, nice pass. Wembenyama, the triple-double. Take another look at this. Wembenyama, the block on one end and then the pass on the other, which is spectacular to Wemby. Wembenyama, the first rookie since David Robinson with a 10-block triple-double. He had 27 points, 14 rebounds, and 10 blocks as the Spurs win. Look, we've said it before and we'll say it again. Wemby is a type of big man we haven't seen in a generation, at least since blocks became official 50 years ago. He is just the fifth player with 25 points, 10 rebounds, 10 blocks, and five assists in a game. The last guy to do it was Hakeem Olajuwon 28 years ago. We got something special, people, and the young Frenchman in San Antonio. We had something special on Sunday night as well. 123.4 million people watched Super Bowl 58, the most watched program in American television history. And the dynasty is now officially on the table. Three titles in five years. A big reason for it, of course, Andy Reid, coaching KC to 11 consecutive winning seasons. Three championships. He's the fifth coach to win three Lombardi trophies. And then, of course, his quarterback. Patrick Mahomes has won three out of the last five. Only Brady, Aikman, and Bradshaw have done that in the Super Bowl era, but even those greats weren't able to win three in a row, and that is something Patrick Mahomes already has his eye on. It's legendary. I mean, just um, 
to be able to, no one's ever done it. And uh, we knew it's legendary to win back to back. I think eight other teams have done it. I mean, all you can do is come back next year with a fresh mindset, knowing it's going to be even harder. And uh, we got to continue to play our best football. Uh, we'll celebrate these next few weeks, and then we'll get right back at it. Last night on the podium, you said Kansas City should never be an underdog. Chiefs should never be an underdog. Right now, already, day after the Super Bowl, they are not the favorites for next year. <laughs> what are you telling people to bet on for the Chiefs for next year? Um, I never feel like we're underdogs. I believe we can win any game that we play in, but we have to continue to prove that every single year. Boy, you just love everything about him. He's the, the, the question is right. San Francisco on ESPN Bet is the consensus favorite for next year. The Chiefs are right behind them at 7-1. to one. No team in NFL history, again, has won the Super Bowl three straight years. Only one team in the last 50 years has won the Super Bowl after losing it the previous year. That was the Patriots in 2018. So the Niners and, and the Chiefs up there at the top of these odds. But history is stacked up against both of them. Dan, you were just back from Vegas where yeah. you were there, and you were telling us in our conversation this morning, because three-peat is a magical oh. word in sports history, and you were telling us that this is something that the Chiefs are not not only not shying away from, but you think something that will be the rallying cry. Yeah, because th this is how they operate. I mean, like, they were talking about how uh, what they overcame this year. We didn't hear a lot of nobody thought we could do it. We heard a lot of we had a tough time. Like, it was, it was, there were difficult things. So they, they have an appreciation, I think, for what they're doing. It's not, a, it's not a matter of they think it's owed to them. They really felt like the way that game went, the 49ers could have easily won it. And I think they have an appreciation for that. So I think that, to me, listening to Mahomes talk about uh, how I'm going to celebrate and then we're going to get back to work. Like, he was talking about Sunday night, Rasheed Rice. They're, they're great rookie receiver. He said it's, it's a tough break for him. He lives in Texas because I'm going to be showing up at his house. So we're going to work to try and make him one of the best receivers in the, in the league. I, 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 was, I was writing for ESPN.com. I said this guy just won, you know, the state championship and homecoming king, and he's thinking about his summer homework. Like, that is cool if you're a Chiefs fan. Like, you can be excited about that. And he does it with so, so much joy, too. And I yeah. think that's the thing that stands out to me is it's always a grind. It feels like for some of these guys, like for the Patriots, we always understood you're going to win. Win, but it ain't going to be fun until the confetti starts dropping. And the same thing with Jordan. Jordan was in tears on the Last Dance documentary because he wanted it so bad. For some reason, it feels like they have a better chance of pulling it off because it does not seem like it's going to wear them down. It feels like they're enjoying each other's company and they're enjoying doing the work. I think a lot of that comes from the head coach. Yeah. I, I think he sets that tone. And you can yeah. tell when he went. Maybe it's because it took him so long. Yeah. to win one, but the appreciation he has for standing there with that trophy when it's over. Here's what I can tell you, and, and Jeff, you won Super Bowls, and so you understand a little bit about it. I was around Jordan and those Bulls teams yeah. when they won. The first championship, I've never been in a room filled with more unbridled joy. And, and many people will remember the, the, the image of Jordan sitting there with his dad on one side crying with the Larry mm -hmm. O'Brien trophy. The second one, and then especially the third one, those were celebrations of relief. Yeah. I think there was, there was genuine feeling in that locker room. They were just as happy it was over. They were relieved they had done it as they were happy. And, in fact, the strain of it was so strong, Michael Jordan retired yeah. after yeah. that first three-peat at the age of 29. So that's how much pressure comes in, and yet the Mahomes of it feels different. Yeah, I think it's did. the weight of expectations, right? Like when you're talking about Michael Jordan, it's, it was expected that they were going to come back and win this thing again and come back and win it again with the Chiefs. To your point, Graz, is they, they just got taken to overtime, right? Like they had to go. I mean, this was not an easy trek, right? They had to go beat Baltimore at home. They had to beat Buffalo at their place. They had to beat. So all the teams, it's San Fran, right? They had to beat all these really good teams 
through the playoffs, through this run. They understand how difficult, but the expectation is take it as it comes, man. You're going to have to take each game as it comes. And I, I do think that's where Mahomes is different. And I get from Andy Reid, like the way that he coaches it, but the way that Mahomes owns the pressure yeah. Yeah. to me allows everybody else in that building to play to their level because he understands he'll take it he, and he's big enough got big enough shoulders I'll take it all even we talk about all the time the throw to MVS that he misses yeah. I'm going to throw it a yard shorter and then does it the fourth down when he could have thrown it I'm not going to let somebody else I'm going to go make this play I think that to me is where he separates himself because when you see that guy do it you want to go play for him so uh, that pressure led, and other things led Jordan to taking that break to go play baseball. I think the, everybody in the NFL is hoping that Patrick <laughs> Mahomes gets tired of winning championships <laughs> and, and go, go, go get like his daddy yeah. and start pitching <laughs> or something because there's nothing scarier than Patrick Mahomes with a, on a mission. And they are using this as fuel yes. as everybody needs something to motivate him. He's already talking about the they don't believe in us. Yes. We should never be underdogs, but we are. And make sure Patrick knows. My bet's already in, baby. Parlay <laughs> that thing in. Hey, on ESP, it was that night. That, let's roll this thing back, boys. Let's go make that cash. All right, that said, <laughs> I think a, a reasonable argument could be made that the second most important player on that team, there is a real possibility that player is not back. Oh, yeah. Patrick Mahomes is clearly the most important right. player on that team. And with all due respect to Travis Kelsey, who is a first ballot Hall of Famer and, and, and maybe the best pass-catching tight end of all time, the second most important player on that team might play on their defense. Yeah, that's Chris Jones, the defensive tackle, who had a, a 21% uh, pass rush win rate in the wow. Super Bowl. Oh, that, that's a ludicrously high number. I mean, he wrecked the game. And, and I think, you know, this is a player that the Chiefs a year ago thought they would be able to get extended uh, this, this, the last offseason. They were not. They ended up coming to some sort of arrangement on a one-year uh, where he came back. It's going to cost them, if they wanted to franchise tag him again, $32 million, and that's a that's probably an untenable number. So they have to figure out if they can get Chris Jones come to some kind of an agreement that they couldn't find last year, uh, and if they can do it this year. Otherwise, they will lose him in free agency. And you look at the rest of this list, but Jarius Sneed is going to be a very difficult guy for them to keep. Uh, he's going to want top-of-the-market cornerback money. He's going to deserve top-of-the-market cornerback money. And if they have to spend big to keep Chris Jones, they may not be able to keep both of them. I think it's important to really highlight how important Chris Jones is because we talk about yes. how good this defense is. And on the offensive side, we see a quarterback that can save bad plays. Yes. Patrick Mahomes able, if the, no one's open, he's able to turn it into a big play. The same thing happens on the defensive side of the ball, but because they don't end in touchdowns, they end in incomplete passes, yeah. we don't celebrate as much. But Chris Jones saves bad plays. Yes. The defense is very different if Chris Jones doesn't win uh, a quarter of the time, and they score touchdowns. There's a couple times in a game on on Sunday where Chris Jones saved their defense when people mess when people made mistakes from different spots too. Yeah, like absolutely. they can they can move him outside yeah. and rush on the edge if they need to help. Like it's it's he loves that outside. Well, he yeah. loves that outside. Yeah. Th that play on third down in overtime, the one you're seeing on your screen right now, yep. is the reason San yep. Francisco settles for a field goal. Is the reason that Kansas City's touchdown wins the game. I know the Niners didn't know that because they don't know oh, the overtime rules oh, in San Francisco. But that actually was what happened. That, that, a touchdown would not have ended the game, but it would have put a whole different level of pressure on the And there was a play where Debo Samuel is open, and but but Chris Jones, again, pressures Purdy where he can't put the ball where it's supposed to be. To your point about Chris Jones, though, the difference between he and most D, D linemen, he can go anywhere on the field. He's big enough to lock down if he needs to, but he is a super smart defensive tackle. Yes. Like, yeah. he sees flow. Right. He'll stop. He does things that are unnatural 
natural to most players that play that position. That's why he can demand the type of money he's demanding. Right, which is something in the neighborhood of what Aaron Donald makes. And if there's another player in the league that, is, right. that is anywhere near Aaron Donald. There are Donald the numbers on your position. screen right there. Right. Yes. I mean, that's, that's the number we're talking so that's, about. Well, you, I mean, uh, if they do nothing, if they franchise him, he's going to get more than Aaron. So yeah. you look yeah. at these games. Again, I hate to harp on this same point, but I think it's really important that the same way Patrick Mahomes waits for the key moments yes. and then yeah. pulls out the plays, Chris Jones, I don't know if he's pacing. I can't say he's pacing himself because no. he has impact all game, but it always seems like in big playoff games, the same way we see Patrick Mahomes scramble for first down, it's always Chris Situ Jones that's in the football. backfield with his hands yeah. on the quarterback. Like he made the play that beat Buffalo. Yep. Yes. He made the play that beat uh, that beat San Francisco. Here's the thing. They've been drafting corners, right? If they have to let Lejarius Sneed go, that'll hurt, but they have guys that, that they can – there's hey, nobody hey, they can hey, put in. Hey, they are going the to hey, – they are hey. going to have to overhaul their entire defensive front and their strategy if they lose Chris right. Jones. Better, you better pay Lejarius. Let's, say, let's say this about the defense, too. Pay this everybody. offense was 15th in the NFL this year. They won the – they get to the Super Bowl because of their defense. Right. Yep. That defense was what separated them this season. As good as as good as Mahomes is, but that defense, you better keep that thing together because that got, that got it done this season. All right, coming up next, from the ecstasy to the agony, Kyle Shanahan's Super Bowl nightmare. Did the Niners lose their best chance of winning a championship? Can he get them over the hump? Plus – could the Bears actually do what Jeff Saturday has been suggesting? Mm. And all of us said he's crazy? Wait till you hear this. It may not be so crazy after all. Crazy like a fox. <laughs> <laughs> Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals delicious meat nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts out there each one ounce serving has six grams of protein giving you over 10 percent of your daily value wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go and you're on the go a lot taking the kids to school hopping from meeting to meeting shopping for groceries well the good news is not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. 
So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. All right, we are back on Get Up, and, you know, all this attention on Travis Kelsey and, and his relationship with Taylor Swift, but this is his brother oh, at the, uh, at the celebration. Goodness. There was nothing in the system to allow him to move that way, for sure. <laughs> that is just all natural right there. Uh, what is he doing? What is, what is the move? Oh, oh, I mean, he, got a little, he got a little this in. He's really leaning into, he the, doing, he leaning into the pancake segment. He was leaning good. into the belly. Like, he's really working the belly. Hey, look at that. I love it. Focus on your assets, baby. Show them what you got. Life. He's wearing overalls and a luchador mask. Yeah. And I got that's a heck of a combination. <laughs> All right, let's play a game at uh, Super Bowl edition, if we can, of awesome, awful, or awkward. Because that one was all three at once. Uh, Jeff, give us something awesome that you saw. Oh, Creed Humphrey go, taking Fred Warner to the sideline, through the sideline, and finishing oh. him. Oh. Receive it. Oh, like, like, throw, throw him into his teammate and then stand over him. Let he the whole sideline be he mad. threw him into the coach. I he love does. it. There's Watch nothing out, better. Steve. There's Watch nothing out, better. Steve. Oh, just domination. The center with a good day. Yes. A lot of low snaps, I thought, Jeff, Watch but he, yourself, it's a good blocking there. We don't there. talk about that part. Dominique, give us something awful uh, from the Sorry to drain the fun from the situation, but oh. Oh. Yeah, Greg Greenlaw um, injuring himself. He was playing so well. He's such an important part to that defense, the physicality that he brings, the aggression, intensity, intelligence he brings to the team. They lost that. It really hurt them going forward. But that's just a, such a bad way to go down, too, in a situation where he's not even participating in the game. Just trying to get out there. Just yeah. running out onto the field towards Achilles. Awful. It's horrendous. Uh, Graziano, how about something awkward? I thought it was pretty awkward after the game. The 49ers players saying they didn't know the rules of overtime. It would have been real awkward if they'd scored a touchdown here because, like, they might have run onto the field <laughs> celebrating like they won the Super Bowl uh, and they hadn't. But I, I thought that was, that that created an interesting situation for the coach Kyle Shanahan because the Chiefs players were giving you chapter and verse. Oh, we were told for two weeks if we did this, we were going to do this. If we did this, so I, the, the contrast I thought was a little bit awkward. Listen. Not enough is being made of this, okay? I'm not suggesting it did or didn't decide the Super Bowl. In fact, it almost certainly didn't. However, if a Dallas Cowboys team coached by Mike McCarthy came oh. out after oh. their game and said, we didn't know the rule, we would have Mike McCarthy arrested, <laughs> not fired. We'd be calling the police. And if that happened on practically any other team, look, Kyle Shanahan is an outstanding coach. It, what he has done there is it speaks for itself. His record speaks for itself. But there's a lot of in-game stuff that is there to be questioned. The lack of the use of timeouts at the end of the first half mm -hmm. was a terrible miss. I mean, inexcusable. Yeah. And then how is it possible, Dominique, yeah. that you have players on your own team that said, this is a rule that's been in place for two years. How is it possible so, they don't know the rule? It's embarrassing and disappointing. However, there's a difference between Kyle Shanahan and Mike McCarthy. So the things that Kyle Shanahan brings to it allows you to excuse some of these other right. issues. This right here, as we agreed, we probably don't think it affects this game that much. It's embarrassing. Like, we got to teach these players how to lie. Don't throw me <laughs> under the bus. You're like, man, we're just playing hard to see what happens in this, in this situation. Yeah. I don't think it changed the outcome of the game. 
game. But I do think it's something that they now learn from. And in their defense, the Chiefs are always here. All the other things that, that Kyle Shanahan had to prepare this team for, That's right. the Chiefs didn't have to. They've already talked about how long halftime takes. They've already experienced all the yeah. hoopla. This young team is But not this ready. is a rule in every playoff game. So right. it's not just the Super right. Bowl. So, this could have happened to them in any of this, their the playoff 50, games it's the 50, this year. It's the 58th Super Bowl, and it happened only one other time. So I'm not, I'm not defending him, but I'm saying I, I'm not, look, no, but the, the playoff, this could have happened to them the week before against uh, – it could have happened against Green Bay. It could right. have happened against Detroit. It is an overtime rule in the playoffs. Playoffs, right. not just the Super Bowl. And, and they've played six playoff games the last two years. So, so that it could have come into play in any one of those. To me, it's a difference in coaching style. Like Andy Reid felt it was important for his players to be invested in the decisions so that they knew if we, if we go out there for the coin toss and we win the coin toss, we're kicking. And if we get the ball second and the other team has seven points, we score a touchdown, we're going for two. All that stuff. Like Chris Jones was like, it was drilled into us for two weeks. Kyle Shanahan may have made the decision that like, I don't got to waste my players' time with this. They're not going to play any different. Right. Like, they're going to try and score a touchdown no matter what. So, we can figure that out Listen, when the time Jeff, comes. I get it, but I, I just think it's – How does word not reach you of well, this? That, this that was a rule is, change. I agree with it that. It was in all the papers. Yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, I, the, the officials said it right at the coin toss of overtime. Right. Like, it was all very – And clear. look, I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, Kyle, I'm not suggesting the coach didn't know the rule. Yeah. But taking the ball first right. is an oh, unimaginably yeah. bad decision. And that does cost their team the Super Bowl. It changes everything. You gave Patrick Mahomes four downs right. in every single series. You, you let them dictate how this game was going to go. In college football, when the, when the overtime yeah. begins, no one ever takes the ball first. Right. There's a reason for that. And this but, is very well, much you, the You same. heard that they said that they did analytical research. They figured out what they were going to do. He knew what his plan was when he went in. He went with it, and it didn't work out for him right he felt like we wanted the ball third if that happens so however he goes from there that was his decision he made a a sound decision in his mind of what he was going to go do my only issue with the call was that that didn't seem to coincide with the third and fourth down calls that he made right, right? like if you were going to do that then I would have thought it's it's touchdown or bust they may win on a field goal, but they're going to drive it 65 yards from the three-yard line or nine-yard line, whatever it was at that point. But we're going to go all in because then at least you're saying we're scoring a touchdown. We're going to make them go do it. This way. So if you're going to have that, I think that's what didn't that's what didn't fit for me was if you're going to play it that way, I would have thought you had I wouldn't, to go I wouldn't call it unimaginably bad. I feel like I it's a marginal decision. But that's why I agree with Jeff is because what you're playing for at that point once you kick the field goal is you're hoping that you tie it and that you have them backed up right. and force them to get a field goal. So right. let's skip all the BS. Yeah. Go for it on fourth down, and then you end up in the exact same situation that you're hoping for That's by right. kicking the field goal. But yeah. you don't and have to hope. Up. If you don't take the ball first, you don't have to hope. You know. Right. You know exactly what your circumstances yeah. are. And yeah. that's why yeah, I, 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 I would have done it. And, and, and calling around to people around the league who, who work in the analytics end of it, they all, a lot of them said, yeah, they would have kicked. But they don't think the, – there's no numbers that show it's a clear-cut decision. It's never it's happened it's, before. Yeah. There are right. no numbers right. Right. that can well, possibly be relevant. This was the first game in which this, I tell you what, no I, one will ever do it let again. Let me just say this, well, though. There are the, 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 the issue for, for, I think, for me is 
To, this is the, uh, is, is the least consequential of all the mistakes that the 49ers made to lose this game. Okay, he, that, that didn't stop the punt. That didn't stop McCaffrey's fumble. That didn't stop a missed extra point. That didn't miss, a missed block on the third down where Chris Jones. Right. There's a lot of mistakes. So, so let's just make sure we're clear. But those they happen took in the football best game. ever. Those happen to, in every football I, game. I get it. I get it. But those mistakes, I felt like, were more consequential think, than the right. decision on you're, if you're, you're taking the ball or not. I think you're right. But those mistakes happen because big, strong guys were trying to make them happen. Yeah. The other mistake that Greeny's talking about, you just had to say the right no, word. No, I, I agree with that. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't think yeah. it was as consequential I, yeah. as the I others. I don't know. Yeah. You, you won the coin toss. Yeah. You have the, your entire – well, the last two years yeah. and certainly the last two weeks to decide to, what you're going to gonna do in this situation. Yeah. And, and I, it, it was not obvious to me that anyone there really understood the ramifications yeah. Yeah. of it because the explanation of it afterwards made even less sense. As we continue, Patrick the Great in rarefied air. Is Mahomes off to the best start of any career in any sport – Ever. We're talking about it. Plus, anybody for pancakes this morning? Woo-hoo! Jeff has the best blocks of the postseason. The final edition for this year of Sat em Down. Coming up next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. All right, and as Chris Canty joins us here from ESPN Radio, it is time to play the game that is sweeping the nation. It is called Can He or Can't He? Here we go. Uh, Chris, can Andy Reid surpass Bill Belichick as the best coach ever? Can he or can't he? Absolutely. Andy Reid has been to the playoffs 19 of the 25 seasons. He's been a head coach. That's tied with Don Shula and Bill Belichick for the most postseason appearances. 
with the next postseason appearance, he'll be able to break that tie. And he also has the opportunity to do something that none of those guys has ever done, which is actually go back to back and then get his team back to a Super Bowl for a third time. I, I agree with you. The, the historical perspective on Reed, I think, is something we need to dive more into. In the meantime, how about his coaching counterpart? We just had a long conversation about Kyle Shanahan. Can Kyle get the Niners over the hump? Can he or can't he? No, I don't think he can, especially with this core of players. It's not going to happen. These guys are going to get more expensive. They're getting older, and I'm not sure that the productivity is going to be able to match up. And we also have to consider that this is a healthy 49ers team. Outside of all-pro safety of Funga, they had all of the guys that they were going to be relying on from last year in the Super Bowl, and they didn't get it done. Debo's not going to get any healthier. George Kittle's not going to get any healthier. Trent Williams is in his mid-30s. And you're talking about Brandon Ayuk and Fred Warner and all of those guys being in line, needing contracts because they're going into contract years in 2024. So, so those are big-picture questions about the Niners. And that's fair and that's fine, and we can deal with their offseason. I, I just want to hold it up for a minute here because we, were just we had a very good debate over here about Kyle Shanahan and, and how much blame he should get for the loss on Sunday. And it's worth pointing out that he has been in three Super Bowls now. One as a coordinator, two as a head coach. In each of them, his teams have had double-digit leads, and he's lost all three. There were obviously the overtime rules thing and all the rest of that. Just on your radio show, for those who don't hear it every morning, unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, how much blame do you put on the head coach for their losing on Sunday? I put all the blame on Kyle Shanahan. And, and here's the thing. The overtime rule was egregious. No matter how you want to slice it, if his rationale was planning for the third possession, which is not a guarantee – then it should have been four-down territory once he gets the ball in the red zone on the first drive in overtime. It made no sense on second and four not to try to throw the ball into the end zone. You wait for an obvious passing down on third down. Spags dials up a blitz. Your offensive line blows the protection. You miss a wide-open Brandon Ayuk in the end zone. And then on fourth down, you kick a field goal knowing that you're giving the ball back to 15 and knowing that it's going to be four-down territory for those guys. And guess what? They actually converted on a fourth down mm -hmm. when they were backed up in their own territory. So why would you do that if, the, if you're going to take the ball in overtime? Why would you not? Why would you not? Yell at him. He literally yell at him. said that. No, you didn't yes, say I, that. I said the exact thing. On you your, said, it, they don't coincide. If you're going to make that decision, you got to go we, forward on forward. We literally said exactly. We agree exactly. with Chris. We just turned down the hyperbole, hyperbole a little bit and didn't say we completely blame Shanahan. Yeah. There were other things that happened. That decision at the end hurt them by a few, a couple percentage points of win probability. It did not cripple them. They still had a chance to win. It's something that is not completely irrational a decision to make. We're just saying that this team did not only lose because they took the ball in overtime. And I'm oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me say this though real quick. I'm not saying that was the only bad decision that Kyle yeah, said ahead made. Yeah. I was just saying that was the most egregious one. Right. We could talk about the three straight three and outs to start the second half where he threw the out? ball eight of the nine times yeah. on those possessions. Yeah. Like he didn't get any points it's, off of the pitch. It's very okay. okay, but here, here's the thing. How about the timeouts he didn't call at the end of the first half? Oh, How'd you like those? Go ahead, dude. fellas. I, Yell at him. Let me, He's bigger I'm than gonna you. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. So when, do we put, so when do we put the, the game on the players, right? So when do we say you can't muff a punt? You can't, can't oh, get an wait, extra wait, point wait, wait, blocked. Wait, wait. You can't get – you the can't – The punt wasn't a muff. That was a lousy break. Okay. 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 So whatever yeah. whatever yeah. it is, you can't have the best player in football 
fumble it in the red zone. Like they, blow, blow protection. Listen, you can't blow, blow protection on third down. All of this, man. That, I, I get it. Like you can get on, you can get on Shannon. You can do. And again, does he have some responsibility? Absolutely. But the just, game you know what it is? is played. I know what it is. On the field. I know what it is. Y'all just mad that Purdy wasn't bad enough to blame him. No, so you no, decided no, no, that no, you know what? No, you know no, who no, we no, gonna no, blame? No, 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 we gonna blame Shannon. No, no, no. That's what it boils down to. I picked the forty dollars to win. That's what it's bad. No, no, but here's my point, though. Those bad breaks that you're talking about with the 49ers, the Chiefs had them too. Pacheco had a fumble inside the 10-yard line. That yeah, happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, Patrick, got... Mah Patrick Mahomes threw a pick to start the second half. Agreed. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Set the 49ers up in plus territory. Agreed. Who threw the pick? Patrick Mahomes. Okay. You got Patrick Mahomes but, on your team. There's a difference. And no, we no, talked no, about no, this no, yesterday. No, no, Andy no, 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 no. That's what's the Kyle point. The point. Until we got Patrick Mahomes. Hold on, hold on, Dom. The point, so that, we the point like that I'm Kyle making, Dom, 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 the point that I'm making is one team took advantage of the miscues of the other. The other one didn't. Well, but like one say, team scored points off of turnovers. The other one didn't. But when you're saying one team, we act like San Francisco got boat raced, bro. They went to overtime, dang near double overtime, with the people we're saying are the best to ever do it. And by the way, one play really separated himself on the final drive. And it wasn't because of incredible coaching. What This dude, mm. Mahomes, kept making play after play May after I? play. May I? If only the other team had known that they had him and <laughs> thus could have made oh their schedule, made their plan yeah. in the overtime they held him around the fact that the other guy has four quarters. Okay, I, I get yes. it. I get I, it. All of the breaks that you were talking about, all the things that happen in every football game, right, Blocking assignments get messed right. up. A ball bounces funny. You Those don't are miss football an extra game. point very often in a football. So this is your best what point. Happened. This is your best. What point. I'm saying is, when I all made. of that happened, the game was tied. Yeah. And then you made a decision that went a long way—not a short way, but a long way—towards how the game got, uh, how the game ended. And afterwards, several of your players acknowledged. They didn't know the rule had changed, which it did two years ago, right. and it changed for all postseason games, yeah. not just Super Bowls. So this could have come up in any of their previous Nobody's. playoff games as well. Jeff, that's not so easy to defend. Okay, I'm not, I'm not trying to defend. Is it's embarrassing and it's concerning. What I'm saying is the players aren't playing it any different, irrespective if they know right. the rules, other than maybe celebrating had they scored a touchdown. That would have been other, hilarious. That would have been embarrassing. Hold on, hold on. But <laughs> if you go that way, the thing that I don't, whether you love it or hate the call of what Shanahan did it the, the two didn't coincide because of the way he ran his second third and fourth down I get that part but at the end of the day they left the field with Brock Purdy having a three-point lead on Patrick Mahomes they had only given up 19 points at that time so it, it all the chips are in bro and you're Steve Wilkshire all these guys and they did convert third and long they did convert a fourth down they did do, do those things and listen it's 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 hard. but to lay it all on one one coach saying he deserves full responsibility is is that that's, that's not there's that's something to be said for the coach setting the tone right and, and so to to, oh. to take the ball no wait to take the ball right and to and to kick the field goal on fourth down instead of going for it like that to me that that says you're playing a certain way and it's a way that Kyle Shanahan should know not to play against Patrick like this is a guy that was on the wrong side of a blown 28 to three lead mm -hmm. against Tom. Brady and on the wrong side of a he had a 10-point lead halfway through the fourth quarter in the Super Bowl on Patrick Holmes and lost by 11. Like if anybody should know three's not enough points in that situation it would be that guy. I so to me like I, I think there's and, and you can go back 
end of the first half. All those decisions, like it was, I don't, uh, Kyle had a bad game. I, he did. And when the games are decided in the margins, like they so often are, and like it absolutely was on Sunday, I think those kinds that, of decisions okay, so this can end up being cost. So you think that you think Andy Reid was the was the, the difference maker in that game? No, because no, because it's not. It's freaking Patrick Mahomes. Right. That's the difference maker. They didn't win the coin toss. Have to overcome their Nobody, coaching. Nobody like the 49ers. Nobody's did. arguing that he made the right choice. I think we're we're having like a splitting of hairs. Yes. Of how bad the choice was. I just right. don't think it was that bad of a decision. I don't think Kyle Shanahan cost him the game. Kyle Shanahan is a large part of the reason why they. They are in this game again yeah, and why right. they managed to put them put together competitors every season despite the fact that they traded a bunch of their draft picks for a quarterback that's no longer there so I feel like an idiot all of a sudden be like hey yeah. Kyle Shanahan really cost him the game but, but, while he's but, manufacturing but, offense but, all year but, long but a couple of things Don first of all there, there is no reason why you would take the ball first if you knew the yeah. rules in overtime there's no reason. Well, there's no, there's there is no, reason. There, there, there is there, reason. There, there's no reason. But there is, though, Chris. And, and again, like, like I spent a lot please, of time. Please explain it to I me. I spent a lot of time on the phone and text with people around the league who said that they might have done it differently, but they don't think it was clear cut. Like, that, like everybody has run these simulations and the numbers on what, and, and, and that's all you got because we don't have a history of this happening. It's the first time it's ever happened. So based on the data that people have at their disposal, I did not find an overwhelming support for, oh, you got to kick it there. Yeah, but there's nobody that's saying that, you know what, we're going to take the ball first in overtime. I, I, of all the people that you're asking, Andy uh, Reid didn't even say that. I agree with you, and I would have definitely yeah. kicked and yeah. said that in the moment. And I think now that everybody saw what happened, yeah. the, the, the people will change their minds on it. The, but I don't think, again, it's there was some reasoning to it. It just didn't. It the decision off top was not a good one. What made it particularly bad was the point that you made is that he didn't go for it when they're down there. Yes. Because if you kick it, what you are then hoping for is that you hold them, you either stop them or right. you hold them to a field goal, and then they get the ball back, and you're trying to kick a field goal. So, like, it feels like you can skip all of that nonsense. That's right. And you could either end the game or you could put yourself in the situation that Same you want to be anyway. I guess Final point, it is not disrespectful to Kyle Shanahan's coaching ability to say he had a bad game on Sunday. There were stretches of the game where yeah. Trent Williams, who's a Hall of Fame left tackle, didn't play well. Christian McCaffrey fumbled. Like, that doesn't mean we don't think those guys are great. But the fact is, you know, they, they made mistakes that helped cost Absolutely. them. Quick final where you got to go back to the radio. Yeah, I just don't understand a decision not to kick off at the start overtime. There, there is no absolution in the first drive that you're going to get. There can be absolution in the second drive. The game can be over. All right, again. To play for the third drive that might not even happen makes no sense. Unsportsmanlike ESPN Radio, coast to coast every morning. Outstanding. Chris, thank you very much. We didn't get to any of the things we planned to, but what are you going to do? It's okay. Our ACC-SEC Super Tuesday doubleheader starts with Syracuse taking on number seven, North Carolina. Jeff, you got your heels going tonight. I like it. Let's go heels! Followed by 22, Kentucky, number 22, hosting Ole Miss. Both games are on ESPN and the ESPN app. Coming up, oh my goodness, with the Bears now officially on the clock, might they actually do the one thing that only one person in the world thinks they should, and that person is Jeff Saturday. Yes, sir. And speaking of Jeff, we got a crepe for the pancakes this morning. Take it away. Nancy, don't you leave. Watch this right here. Asner, get some of that. Get some of that. That's what defensive players are doing right here. Coming up on Get Up, talking all that nonsense. Run them over. Step on them. Show them what's up. My man 37 received it. Don't feel oh. bad for him. That's what they should all be treated like. Yes, sir. Oh, no. up here talking nonsense. <laughs> Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming.
FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. We are back on Get Up, and so the Super Bowl is behind us. The Chicago Bears are officially on the clock. And, of course, with the number one pick, they have the opportunity to draft Caleb Williams, the one-time Heisman-winning quarterback from USC. That would put the future of their current starter, Justin Fields, into question. But listen to what Adam Schefter said. They, they have talked about the idea, as unlikely as it seems, of carrying Two. Both quarterbacks yeah. taking the guy at one yeah. and keeping fields. Now, will they get to that? It's hard to imagine that, but that is a conversation that's come up within the organization. Well, yeah. Okay, so because we have been yelling at Jeff all morning long about his ridiculously misguided takes on the coaching in San Francisco, yeah. let us allow him yeah. to pat himself on the back I because you are the only person I've heard suggest the Bears might do that. Yeah, if there's flowers, I'd throw them at my own feet right now. But this is 100% what they should do. And, and listen, I understand what everybody thinks. Caleb Williams is, you know, he, he's, the, he's the next greatest quarterback. He's C.J. Stroud or he's Patrick Mahomes or he's – the reality is it's an inexact science. And if you know what you have in Justin Fields, you know you potentially could have a lame duck coach. If you're the organization and you have watched what happened to Mitchell Trubisky, you have watched what has happened to Justin Fields at this point, why would you go draft the first pick in the draft, throw him into a very similar, if not exact, situation and expect a different result? When you have a guy in the building that you can build around, and I'm not saying he is Alex Smith, but very similar to the Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes, allow Caleb Williams to develop, see what the game really is, how good can he be, how good can Fields be? Maybe his trade value goes way up. Because the reality is Caleb Williams is not winning a Super Bowl his first year in Chicago. Your team isn't winning it. So why don't you actually take care of Caleb Williams instead of trying to do the exact same thing you've already done and expect something differently? How is it possible that the only person at this table who has coached in the NFL <laughs> would want to put coaches into this kind of situation? That's a terrible situation. Like, think about it. I, I, like, if you're talking about how to value your draft assets, and, and like, great. Yes, makes sense. But, ha but I mean, that, that's an impossible situation you're it's putting your hard. team in. It's not Alex Smith and Patrick how? Mahomes. It is not Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes because Andy Reid's not coaching the, the Bears. That's and the best No offense to Matt Eberflus, but the fact of the matter is he's not. And, by the way, the Chiefs that year started 5-0. and Alex yeah. Smith played at an MVP level. Like, if that's all going to happen, if you're going to start 5-0 and with Justin Fields and he's going to be in the MVP conversation all year so, and you don't ever have to be tempted to put Caleb Williams so on the you're, field, so, great. But team, give me one other situation okay. where it's worth So worked. you're one. saying the give organization should worry about give what the one. fans think about how quick Caleb Williams does as opposed to the development of the first give pick me, in the so draft think, that you think is going to be Andrew Luck. One think, other situation where I it's think worked. the where I disagree with you is you're right. Caleb Williams may not turn out to be that great, and maybe keeping Justin Fields around would be good. But you know what I think is that you reduce 
the potential of Caleb Williams having success with Justin Fields there. If you want a bridge quarterback, get a bridge quarterback. Right. A guy who knows his responsibility is to prepare Caleb Williams and to take a bunch of hits and not be that great in order to get Caleb Williams in there. Uh, Justin Fields is not doing that. Justin Fields is trying to resurrect his career. Right. Justin Fields is trying to establish himself in his career. The reason why it worked with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes is Alex Smith had been through a bunch of stuff already. Alex Smith, in, in many ways, was really fortunate to be in that situation. Yeah. That's not what you're going to get from Justin Fields, a yeah. guy who won a Heisman Trophy, was a top pick, and is still trying to convince everybody. Yeah, what you're going to get, what you're gonna get is you're going to get Caleb Williams with the same situation that Justin Fields went through and Mitchell Trubisky went through. Hey, no. good luck, boys. Hey, go out there. Even Clues, go start, you know, start one and four all, and see how that turns out. So you want to know the organization? So if you're the organization, start one and four with Caleb Williams taking 15 sacks mm -hmm. in those first four games, and then tell me about so it. So all your ideas. And I love you. Yeah. This is your worst one. That's a you, completely, you I completely listen to what Neek just said. I did. If you want Caleb Williams to sit, go sign Gardner Minshew yes. or Andy Dole. Why? Yes. So that they can play and he Those can sit and learn. That's, that's the, the, that's no the problem. That's with the that. Kurt Warner, Eli yeah. Manning setup. And it also, would be perfect. What also, what also happens when you bring in a guy like that, when you force them to split. Uh, practice with Caleb Williams, they're all right with it. Okay. When you force, you're going to try to force Justin Fields to split practice time, and Justin Fields and Caleb Williams are not the same. Agreed. The offense that you will have to institute for both of them will be very different. Yeah. Go get a guy who is a poor man's version of Caleb Williams and allow him to take those hits while Caleb is working to learn the offense, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. But Justin Fields ain't that guy, because we saw last year, Justin Fields, their best offense was more zone read style, like depend more. But they're bringing Waldron in now to, that to, to, to change that. So right, it'll, no, it will, it will be a different look for both what Justin Fields. But here, here's right, my so thing with that. Saying. You're trying so, to coach two different looks at the same time. No, no, not helping anybody. No, no, because you, 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 his offense, if he runs water, it will not look like what they just ran last year. Right. So whether it's Justin Fields or whether it's Caleb Williams, they will have an offensive system put in place. No different than what Green Bay did with Aaron Rodgers and Jordan. You have a system, and then when that quarterback comes in, and I'm not talking about Aaron so, Rodgers comparing the two. But what I am saying right. is you can keep two players on the roster. I don't nobody cares right. about being so the difference, the, and nobody cares about how it's going to feel or impact the quarterback. Coach. The difference the in style. The difference in style between Love and Rodgers is negligible. The difference in style between Caleb Williams and Justin Fields is different. It's very different. The things that you have to be good at offensively for Justin Fields to be good are not the same things that you need for Caleb Williams. So you are you are getting much better so at things that don't matter. So run your offense the way you want to run your offense but you can still protect what you – what y'all are telling me is we completely trust no. the Bears to take the first oh, pick in the draft. No. Put, no, yes, no, you no, do. No, yes, no. you are. Because no. that's what – we're going to go that's put that guy in that saying. situation or we'll go get – I'm saying Minshew. that I don't trust the Bears, so make it as easy for them as possible. Don't make it harder by bringing in a, a whole nother – Because it's going to split your locker room? I felt it's like – come on, man. We've had, we've had a lot crazy. of disagreement in Sheffy here. knows what's up. We've had a lot of debate in this morning. It's gotten a little nasty. You know what we need to cheer uh, us up? Uh, Pancakes is one of our favorite things. So let me show you how we're going to get this thing started. Yeah. Oh, back, baby. Bam, bam, bam. Got it. That's how we start this off. Let's go. <laughs> it's a thing of beauty. You can't stop us. You can't stop us. just spanked pancakes on here. We are back. Can we do one more pick? Here we go, the postseason. Oh, the postseason. And here we go. Hey! Hey!
Yeah, let's go. Leave it, baby. Hey, we are getting to the playoffs. Ranked up. Listen. Playoff football was different. O-linemen took this thing over. We said some nasty ones. The Lions O-line, let's start there. Panay oh. Sewell, oh. one of the best in the business, oh. if not the best. Look at this athleticism. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Hey, listen here. When that big man is out there pulling, that might as well DB speed. And that DB, he received it from another DB, only he's a much bigger DB. That's the athleticism we're talking about with Panay Sewell. This dude is and, out. You see the head thing? And by the way, Detroit didn't run it. Uh -uh, don't even get started. I'm going to get I digress. Let's go one pancake for my wow. Let's go. Hey, John Simpson, talk about getting nasty. Oh. Hey, right here. Hey, my favorite part, watch the crawl over. You're down? Watch him crawl him over. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, drag him a little bit. Oh. Hey, sometimes you got to drag over. Be nasty. Be Ugh. nasty. Right. You got oh, that's gross. so filthy. That's my favorite part about that block. John Simpson, Ugh. congratulations. Man, hey, look right here. Feel that right there? Splash on you, you, That's nasty. Completely Big body splash. Completely unnecessary. That's too. 100% unnecessary. That's what makes it so good. Looks so good. Hey, my man George Kittle. It's hard for me to put a little guy making the number three. The best block. Watch that left knee. Look at that right. When you take an all-pro and it is one-on-one, fit and finish. This dude grabs inside, drives his feet, fit and finish. Boom. Hutchinson received it. That's a totally different. Most tight ends can't do that. That is as pretty as it gets. You have a bonus, I'm told. A bonus pancake. The best of all. Oh, yeah. My man Andy Reid and Chris. Hey, listen. This needs to happen again in their facility. Don't let him leave until you sign him. Andy, stay on top. Get Beach over there with the contract. Sign that deal. Don't let that man leave, bro. That's the best picture in football right there. I'm calling HR. I'm Chris Jones. I'm calling HR. That feels like a violent. Pelvis <laughs> off me, Andy. <laughs> Caption that one. All right, coming up. What Patrick Mahomes said yesterday that should scare everyone in the NFL. Wait till you hear how he wants to make next year legendary. That's next. Get up on ESPN. Oh, look at that. Oh, yeah, no, the juggling. I messed up. I ain't had enough. Oh, oh my word. Man, you're rusty. One you're rusty. plane trip from Vegas. He's wrecked. Terrible.